Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. From the After 9 Podcast Studios, this is the award-winning After 9 with Scott and Kat. Powered by Tony Johal, broker at REMAX Twin City. Your home sold guaranteed or he'll buy it. Hey now! Hi. How are you? Good, how are you? (laughs) I'm good, thank you. There's uh, just a, you know, if miserable was a color... Look at the sky. That's the color of miserable right now. I feel like there's only been two occasions this entire month, and what are we, 19 days in, this entire month of January where we've seen not this color. Do you know what I'm saying? It's either gray or black outside. There's been this much sun, teeny weeny bit, a couple of days of it. We got some sun on the weekend, and what was particularly interesting about that is I decided to go back to my weather station and see when was the last time we got two consecutive days of sunshine. December 10th and 11th was the last time we had two days of sunshine, Yikes. other than this past weekend, Yikes. and it's been miserable since That's not then. good. Um, there's a lot that we're going to try and cover off here, and we'll spend some time on certain things, and we'll glance over a few others, but let's try and get this content in for you, everybody. Thank you for downloading this episode of After 9. In case you missed it, we've made an announcement about an announcement. <laughs> Next week, we will have an announcement. We will. We'll have an announcement. Is it Monday or Tuesday? Or do we know for sure? I think it's a company thing on Monday. And then we can talk about it freely on Tuesday. But then again, I'm not quite sure. It all depends on how it comes down from head office, from John Global. And I swear, we've been attending these meetings. I swear. But yeah, that part. Early next week. You know what? Same thing goes as yesterday. Early next week, we do have a big announcement. We're very, very, very excited about Ontario's Integrity Commissioner and Ontario's Auditor General have announced separate investigations into the province's decision to open up the protected Greenbelt lands to housing development. I'm going to be honest with you. Mike Schreiner, I think, said it best. He's the leader of the Ontario Green Party and MPP from Guelph. This one doesn't pass the sniff test. Right. And you know what? We've seen many political scandals over the years that got investigated simply because... They raised some red flags because it doesn't make sense and it doesn't pass the sniff test. The integrity commissioner was asked to investigate to make sure developers were not given any kind of special heads up on the plan. The request came after developers were reported to have bought up the land over the past few years and months while the government was insisting it would remain protected. The housing minister denies tipping off developers ahead and uh, ahead of the public announcement in November, and his spokesperson says they look forward to being cleared of any wrongdoing. The Auditor General is going to do a value-for-money audit of financial and environmental implications of this Greenbelt decision. So that's good. I mean, I think that the Auditor General should be involved in whatever the Auditor General wants to be involved in. If there's something that needs to be investigated to make sure our money's being used properly, good. Go ahead and investigate, Bonnie. This one from the Integrity Commissioner, though, that one's a strange one. So let me get this straight. This is how it breaks down in case you haven't put the, connected the dots here. We had all this green belt land that was protected. It was a swamp. You can't build on it. It's protected. Don't touch it. 
Why would building or housing developers go out and buy up all this land right before an announcement comes down that those areas are no longer protected and you can build houses on them? It's sus, as the kids would say. It's very sus. Absolutely. Yeah, it is. Um, It's what kind of a coincidence that would be, right? Hmm. I don't want to make any accusations, but I'm going to suggest somehow these developers found out. They had to have found out. Why on earth would a developer buy land that you can't develop? Why? It doesn't make any sense. Mm -hmm. And then right before they controversially open it up to development, they go in and buy that land? Oh, it's not. Like, something's up there. Absolutely. I don't know what the right or wrong answer is here, but let me float a theory out. Maybe those deals shouldn't be allowed to go through. Maybe they should kick them all. If they find that this was, if it was just a guess, good on those developers, they're great. If there was something nefarious that went down here, they should probably cancel those deals and put them back up on the auction block. And if you want this land, now you got to bid. Agree. If they can can figure out that that's the case, right? I don't know how you prove something like that or if there's any type of trail, but I guess that's the point of looking into it, right? Let's find out if that is the case. And that's what they'll do. They'll do an investigation and the government will either be cleared or they'll say, we don't know for sure. Or they'll say, nope, something shitty went on here. And when it comes to developers, I mean, that's what they do. So they do look into potential land and everything. So it is possible, I suppose, that they kind of had an idea that this might be coming, but and it's still pretty suspect for sure. I, uh, <laughs> I, I want to know what's going on because, you know, we keep getting all these indicators that, oh, things are getting better. The economy is getting better. In the U.S., they're saying now, oh, maybe we won't have a recession. Nobody's saying that in Canada because I think everybody expects that we're already in a recession or we're about to formally go into one and and they keep trying to tell us everything is good don't worry about it everything's fine Mm -hmm. but all these tech companies keep laying people off microsoft laid off ten thousand people yesterday ten thousand people in one day got laid off at microsoft what what um was there specific uh parts of the company that they came from? Uh, they were mainly software engineers. Mm-hmm. They blamed it on macroeconomic conditions and changing customer priorities. Are the changing customer priorities that they're broke and maybe not buying computer products? Is that what it is? And you know, and, and then we talk about business, right? We talk about business downscaling because that's what you see. Um, we just talked about it last week, right? And all the differences for businesses and how things have changed for them. So yeah, that would mean less purchases, which would go all the way down to that, to that area. The Women's National Basketball Association is coming to Toronto in the spring for at least one game. The Minnesota Lynx, who have two Canadian players, are going to play the Chicago Sky at Scotiabank Arena in a preseason matchup on May the 13th. It'll be the first WNBA game ever played in Canada, and Toronto will be just the third WNBA preseason game to be played outside of America. Wow. Now it's on the line, right? Mm -hmm. If you're one of those people that's going on about how we need WNBA in Canada and it should be televised and the whole nine yards, this better be a sold-out arena. This is the audition here. If you're one of the people who really, really, really wants women's professional basketball, support it. And if you don't support it, don't bitch that nobody wants to invest to bring a team here. Right. Fill that arena and show that there's demand because this is an experiment in a lot of ways. They're not calling it that, but we know. It is. It's a trial run, if you will, for sure. They want to see if people would actually go to a women's professional basketball game. And if they will, one thing about investors is they love making money. If they see a revenue opportunity, they're going to take it. 
but they've got to fill the arena mm-hmm. for this one. So make plans May the 13th or don't be surprised if they say, yeah, sorry, there's not going to be a professional women's basketball league in Canada. We just can't support it. If I can tie the last couple of stories we've had together, too, the unfortunate thing is a lot of people don't have the extra money to do stuff like that right now, it seems. So I wonder if that's going to be a kick in the pants for them. Well, I don't know if those organizers listened after nine, but I would assume they do. Everyone else does. I, uh, I would advise them to make those the cheapest tickets you can imagine. Right. Even if you have to take a loss on it, you sell those tickets for like 20 bucks a piece total. Mm-hmm. Courtside for 50 upper nosebleeds for like eight bucks a ticket. Keep them cheap. Let families go. Mm -hmm. Expose people to it. And then you go from there. And that's probably a great business model anyway, regardless, right? Get people invested. Get people interested. Get people buying the merch. Get people wanting to go again. And then you slowly raise your prices. I think it's like that anyway. But uh, make it even more uh, so easy for families to go now. Let's circle back on an interesting era in your lifetime. You were a server for several years. You've talked about that here on the pod before. Mm Mm-hmm. Was this in your high school days or college? High school. High school. Okay. And you started off as a hostess and worked your way up the chain? Yeah. I started there at like 14 years old. Um, And then I worked there until I was old enough to serve, which I think is 18. Um, And then I was gone by college. So people who came in and asked for a table heard the TikTok voice before there was TikTok? Before it was TikTok. Hi, where would you like to sit? Actually, it was howdy. (laughs) (laughs) A server who has 30 years of experience has done an interview with the Today Show. And this server, it's a guy, says there are four rules for when you go out for a meal. And if you follow these four rules, things are going to be fine between you and your server. But if you don't follow these four rules, you're really going to piss them off. Number one, by the way, when we tell this, you're going to notice a few things and probably ask yourself what Kat and I asked ourselves when we first read this. People actually do that? Don't send back food just because it's not what you expected. Mm. So there's people who will never send back food. I'm one of those people. You could send me a steak, even though I asked for it medium rare, that's basically raw. And I just don't want to rock the boat. I don't want to piss anybody off. I don't want to frustrate the cook. Just I'll, I'll just power through it and eat it. Or you know what? I'll take it home and nuke it. I will not send food back. Some people will send it back if it's not cooked the way they wanted or it's not what they ordered. Mm -hmm. There's others who will send it back, though, for really dumb reasons. Really stupid reasons. The thing for me is every single menu item should have a description on it. So what would get me is if someone, you know, ordered uh, a salad, right? And they're like, oh, yeah, I'll take the chopped salad, please. That's great. Cool. And then you bring it and then they're like, oh. It has kale in it. I don't like kale. I'm like, well, that was in the fucking description. <laughs> if you didn't like kale, why did you order the salad that has kale in it? So that's what would get me. And I didn't see that a lot. I, from from my, as my memory serves me, I didn't see that a lot. But I fully understand. Yeah, if you get the wrong order, if it's cooked uh, too much or too little or any of those things, that makes sense. Absolutely, let someone know. But if it's what you ordered and you just like realize like. Uh, it turns out I don't like chicken fingers. Like, well, that was you that ordered chicken fingers. So suck it up, take it home, give it to someone else. Uh, otherwise, yeah, I, I, I hope that doesn't happen often, but apparently it does often enough for this person to mention it. Okay, so I'm, I'm trying to envision this. So let's say, and, and even if you were aware of the ingredients, maybe I decided to order for dinner uh, a steak Diane. Okay, well, a steak Diane comes in kind of like a cream sauce almost. And I bite into it, and I've never had it, and I'm, I'm paying like 50 bucks for this entree here. 
I bite into it and it's just awful. Like, oh my God, this is terrible. I hate the Diane sauce. No, I can't even eat it. Do you send it back or do you just suck it up and admit, oh, I made a mistake. I tried something and I didn't like it. Again, I think that that's your mistake. Yeah. You, you know, and if you have and if you have a texture issue or um, just a taste thing where you're not sure if you're going to like it, that's what the servers are actually supposed to be there for. Not just to take your order, but you can absolutely ask them like, hey, have you had this dish? Is it any good? I do that. Can I say I play that game all the time? I love hearing from servers. If I'm stuck on a couple different dishes, I'll say, is it worth the price to get the salmon? Or should I just get the steak? You mm-hmm. know, because I know the steak's good, but is it worth it? Because usually they'll tell you the honest to goodness truth. They'll be like, I'll tell you what, they always overcook the salmon. Don't do it. Like, they'll actually tell you the truth usually if you go out of your way to ask. Or they'll say, like, honestly, it's 50-50. Give it a try. It's really good. So is the steak. You know, always don't be, don't be afraid to ask those questions. But don't order something and then be like, well, it turns out I don't like it. I want my money back. Or I want to order something different. Do restaurants actually think that they need to accommodate that? If we bring you something and it's our signature dish or it's one of our specials and you bite into it and just don't like it, you want to send it back. Can't the restaurant say, yeah, too bad. You ordered it. Fuck off. I, I mean, or, I, like, <laughs> why will they, why do they go out of their way to I, make it right? Yeah. No, sometimes you don't need to make it right. The customer is not always right. Yeah. I think that in some cases, though, what I will say is because I've been in this scenario before where I've had friends order something and then they realize, yeah, I don't like it. Or they thought it came, you know, um, deep fried, but it didn't, you know, or something like that. And so they kind of are slow to eat it. And then I've seen servers say like, is everything okay with it? And they usually will check in. And, And maybe that's when you can have the discussion of, you know what? It's not you. I just didn't realize it came with this sauce or I didn't realize this came deep fried and I did it's, but it's my bad. Sometimes they will do something for you. But I think being, being that person that says, oh, I didn't read the description and I didn't know it was like this. I I want something different and I don't want to pay for this. Come on. Why don't you make the font bigger on the menu? I couldn't read it. I didn't know it had kale. Yeah. If you're, if you're that particular, right, you you should be looking for these things. Okay. So rule number one is don't send back food just because it's not what you expected. Number two, don't rearrange the tables on your own. (laughs) How many times have you seen that? Hey, come on over and join us. We'll just put some tables together. Pull up a chair. As if those tables maybe weren't reserved for someone else uh, or something like that. That's why a lot of some restaurants will like nail it down so that you can't do that. Um, Or I had, I remember, so it was actually a safety issue. We couldn't add to booths, right? We couldn't add to booths. That's the way in and out for the server. I remember having people like move table onto the edge of a booth. I'm like, how do you expect the server to get in and out of this area or to get to that table that you just blocked in? Right. Yeah, people don't really use their use their brains a lot in that way. But yeah, I mean, ask first. At least ask first. There's a certain flow to a restaurant and the chairs and tables are laid out a certain way, namely because of that. There's also certain tables that are in certain server sections. If you move a table, maybe you just took away some of their income that night. Don't screw around. You have to ask before you can do it. And they'll try to accommodate, but sometimes they can't because of reservations or the fire code or any number of other things. yeah. No, we can't have a table for four right up against the exit. Sorry, it doesn't work that way. But people don't think. You're right. Number three, don't leave gross stuff on the table for the servers to clean up. They say a common one is tissues. If you blow your nose, find a garbage can and toss it out. Don't leave it for the server to put away. People with babies... Sometimes we'll leave dirty diapers behind. Uh. Hold on a second. 
You mean to tell That's me? That's really disappointing. You you took your unless you changed your kid at the table. So you took your kid to the bathroom. I'm going to assume, took off their dirty diaper and put a clean one on, brought the diaper back to the table and set it down on the table they, for the server. No, I could see people probably changing their baby at a table. I'm sure some people did, and that's probably those people. What? On the bench seat or something like that? Yeah, absolutely. I could see that happening. Really? Oh, yeah, yeah. I know. It's gross. Um, And if you're blowing... Why are people blowing their nose at the table? Good question. You know, that is... There's bathrooms available. Can you just go to the washroom to do that? Because also, shouldn't you want to wash your hands after you do that? A lot of questions. A lot of questions. That leads to number four. Wash your hands after you touch our menus. They were gross before COVID. Ah, uh, yeah. They don't get cleaned very often. They get handled by dozens of people a day, and they fall on the floor a lot. They're like a Petri dish, but mm-hmm. people just mm-hmm. dig in and start eating bread anyway. Yeah. You know, that's a great, that is actually a great point, though. That's so true. Those, like, laminated menus and stuff, they don't get wiped down as much. And even if they do, it might be with, like, a dirty rag anyway. You know uh, what I mean? Not good. Like the one they wipe the booth with, and then they'll wipe the menu with it? And ba- and, and high chairs with, and all kinds of shit. Oh, that's so awful. What the is bench wrong people's people? asses sit on? Like, you know what I'm saying? Yeah, not good. This episode is brought to you by Reese's Peanut Butter Cups. In breaking news... Leading scientists worldwide are conducting experiments to determine if Reese's peanut butter cups are the perfect combination of peanut butter and chocolate. However, it appears the study was inconclusive, as the scientists couldn't help but eat all the Reese's. Because when you want something sweet, you can't do better than Reese's. Find Reese's now at a store near you. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. We had a great segment on our shows today. It was uh, a couple of trends that have disappeared without people even noticing that they were gone. Things that used to be a big part of our lives disappeared overnight, and nobody even thinks twice about them now. Let me run down some of this list. Ringtones. What happened to ringtones? You want to know why that went out, I think, if I may try to figure that out, is that we used to call each other all the time. Like, people used to call each other all the time. So it would be cool to be like, hey, Scott's ringtone is going to be like fucking... God's plan by Drake. And, Mine you know, was the Sopranos Dave, theme. There you go. Like, <laughs> yeah, Dave likes Star Wars. So his is going to be like the, so people would set it to those ringtones that you could buy. Remember you had to purchase them for like $1.29 or I don't even know how much it was at the time, but you'd have to purchase the ringtone. And then sometimes it would go with certain groups of people. I remember that's what I had at a certain point. So it was all my like friends from school would they be this. My family would be this. But because we call each other less, maybe that's why people don't really talk about ringtones. A and B, it's not really a ringtone anymore. You can use a song, right? Like I have my alarm set to a song. I've got, I think I have a couple of people's ringtones set to a song. Hmm. Just because I programmed it in long, long, long ago and it's just there and I haven't changed it. But it's easy now because we all have some form of Spotify or Apple Music or something to just add a song to it. Is there a song for me? I don't think you have a song. You could try calling me right now. 
We'll see what happens. Okay. Hang on. Let me Let's make sure that my experiment. ring is on. Yours is my one side. of the few numbers I actually remember by heart. Oh, really? Yeah. I'm a I'm an emergency contact then for sure. You are. Oh, I've never told you that. You are my emergency I- contact. <laughs> if I go down, you're going to get a call from the hospital. <laughs> I'm going to make sure I turn silent off then. Now the pressure's on. Make sure I pick that up. All right. Let me try and call you. Yeah, I have con control. Oh, I have press to press two. two? Yeah, so that I know you're not a robot. Oh. Okay. Here we go. Oh, no, you're then it's boring. Oh, that is boring. There's a lot of songs you could have used for me. I'm a, I'll, you know what? I'll set it. I'll set it right now. I'll set it while we continue talking, and then you can try me at the end of the podcast. Does that sound good? Sounds good. Other trends that used to be quite popular but are gone now. Flash mobs. <laughs> Rem- Fl- I am glad they're 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 gone. Remember when people were actually yeah. doing that? Hey guys, let's all get together at City Hall and dance. It was in- <laughs> and that was we're going to look back on those movies. You know those movies that have that inside of them? The flash mobs? Yes. I know you don't watch a ton of movies, but I'll tell you in that era, in that time, which was like I feel like it was like what, 5 to 10 years ago? About that. Flash mobs? All those movies had like a flash mob scene in it. And it was always like the big, like the rom-coms and stuff. Rom-coms. Those are going to be the ones we'll look back on and be like, what the fuck is that? And we'll be like, well, kids, that was called a flash mob. We used to text each other (laughs) and say, let's go dance in the park. People did that. HQ trivia. (laughs) What happened to HQ trivia? We used to stop everything we did. Yeah. And and remember, it was like certain times. What was it? It was like noon. There was like a noon game, a 3 p.m. game, mm-hmm. and like a 7 p.m. game or something like that. Yeah, it was around there. I thought yeah, there was yeah. like a 4 p.m., but what happened to HQ trivia? Because everybody was into it, and then just, bam, it was gone. Yeah. And it was like everybody got the memo all at once. We don't talk about HQ trivia anymore. It's gone. I think that they, I don't know if they like ran out of money or what happened, but those people were like living large. The people who hosted it were probably like, friggin' right. This is my big ticket for my life, right? Mm -hmm. I'm I'm the HQ trivia guy and girl. There was like a man and a woman. I wonder what they're doing now. I don't even know. Waterbeds. Did you ever have a waterbed? Never. My My uncle did. Ah, we used to, I remember going to his uh, apartment in Mississauga and he had a waterbed and I remember begging my parents. I'm like, this is so cool. I don't think that like doctors approved that you to have a waterbed because I think it was supposed to be like really bad for your body. Am I think wrong? overall it was pretty bad for your like, body. Overall, it was supposed to be bad. Like it was not good. They found out. But where did all the world's waterbeds go? Because they used to be so trendy. In fact, I remember when I was little. Every Saturday morning, I'd get up, and, and my mom would be in her room with all the bedding stripped off, and she had the, the cap off, and she was trying to get all the bubbles out of her waterbed. And I'm thinking, why do you fucking bother? Why do you sleep on a mattress yeah. like everybody else? But they were really popular at the time. Picture-in-picture picture television. Uh, do they still have that option? I think they do, but now nobody gives a nobody shit. Nobody cares. Yeah, nobody cares. But it used to be the thing, right? Like, ooh, Super Bowl. It's time to go TV shopping. Oh, we got to get one with picture in picture. How many times did you actually watch something picture in picture? Yeah. It almost never happened. It's so funny because those are the things you mentioned that I did actually forget about. I forgot about picture in picture. To me, it's like if I want to see two things, if I'm watching like a, let's say I'm watching the Leafs game. I just pop something up on my phone that I can watch it at the same yeah, time. Exactly. We don't need picture in picture anymore. I don't even really watch TV without also scrolling social media at the same time. Mm-hmm. Let's move on. Netflix is hiring right now. Check out this gig. Netflix is hiring a flight attendant for one of their private jets. Okay. It pays $385,000 a year U.S. 
Oh, that's a hot job then. If you're a flight attendant, already trained, air ready, listen to this. The role, and it's advertised on the Netflix site, requires the California-based company, flight attendant, to be able to carry up to 30 pounds. That's what, like less than a suitcase maximum weight, right? That's not bad. So you have to be able to carry up to 30 pounds. You will travel the world for extended amounts of time, and you must be capable of long periods of standing. The flight attendant will be required to work flights on a Gulfstream G550 as needed. The ideal candidate can provide confidential air transportation. So you have to keep secrets if you get that. I think we can all figure that this is going to be a job where there's going to be some high profile people on board and you're going to keep your mouth shut about what you see here, how many drugs they did and how many hookers they were with. Yep. That's That's exactly what they're saying there. what it is. We've got some executives who have certain needs that need to be taken care of and you're just going to look the other way and never talk about it. Or, hey, we're going to... Uh, We're trying to lure Brad Pitt and George Clooney into doing a movie for us, so we're going to go and pick them up in Italy, and you're not going to say a fucking word to them. It's going to come with a lot of of signatures on your behalf. Oh, hell yeah. For sure. But But what a a great paycheck. You get paid really well for that. They say you must be able to perform your job with discretion. They haven't provided a specific compensation range for the role. It just lists the similar positions ranging from 60000 to 385000 Compensation will be determined based on experience level, according to the company. Netflix said the ideal candidate is professionally trained in cabin and passenger safety, aircraft emergency evacuations, but is also able to embrace the Netflix culture of freedom and responsibility. What does that mean? That's d- freedom and responsibility from what? They're only telling you if you get the job. That's ex- that's exactly what that is. Speaking of Brad Pitt and George Clooney. Yeah. The coffee wars are on. What is that espresso machine that Brad Pitt is promoting? Yeah. Cuz George Clooney's got Nespresso, right? Yeah, I mean, he's an endorser for it. I, if I'm not mistaken, he doesn't own any like shares in it, right? He's just like him and Danny DeVito are just in the commercials and shit. Unless it's part of his deal that or he got shares. He d- maybe he does have shares. Nespresso would be a great company to have an investment with. If I'm George Clooney, I'm doing it. And you know what's so funny is that work, either way, that advertisement, that advertising worked and Nespresso's brilliant because when I got my Nespresso, when my mom came over and I was like, oh, I'll make you Nespresso. She goes, oh, that's the George Clooney machine. I'm like, this is exactly why they did that. That's it's how it works. Brilliant, right? Um, but the Brad Pitt one is like badass. That's, That's like DeLonghi, hard, is it? Y- it's hardcore, eh? Oh, you know, okay. How so much is that? I didn't look up the price. Oh, I did. How much? The cheap one is like 1800 yeah. US or yeah. something like okay. that. Okay. But still, it looks like a badass machine. You're really getting into coffee. I mean, I, I've been into it for a little bit now. I've got a great espresso machine that I love truly. I mean, I have strong feelings for my girlfriend. I love my espresso. It's right up there, right? Yeah. Mm -hmm, I mean, mm -hmm, when mm -hmm. I, oh, cat experimenting with the different beans. It's so good. That aroma in the house. I love every bit of it. Then I saw that commercial that Brad Pitt did and I thought maybe I should upgrade. It looks good. Uh, A friend of mine has got one of the ones that's like built into the wall and it's flush. That's great. Oh, yeah. You can just tell it. I want a cafe latte. And it somehow is all the ingredients in the back and it just sucks them all in and makes you a perfect cafe latte. Those are the ones that like have the water line built in and stuff like that. I know it's lovely. It's lovely. You, I could see getting a little crazy over your coffee machine down the line. A little bit. 
I already considered the water line thing, actually. Did you? Like where we have our coffee makers and stuff. I'm like, we could put in a, we could just attach the water line there. It should be easy peasy. I'm just trying to figure out how we connect it to the actual machines because I didn't buy a machine that's supposed to come in. But I think you can just like MacGyver that shit yourself, can't you? Absolutely. Yeah. So I actually trashed a couple of things in my kitchen that I would probably otherwise use to create a coffee bar. Yeah. So I've got my espresso machine. I've got the Nespresso. I've got the Keurig. And then I've got the grinder and all the other things. The frother. It's all there. That is probably my favorite part of the house. It's fun, right? It is so good. Are we old loving things about coffee? (laughs) Hey, if sleep is important to you, maybe you don't love this as much as us. But when you're walking the wire like we do, a good coffee every now and again really gets you through the hump. Uh, One more thing here. This came down yesterday, and I just want to mention it quickly. Yesterday, the defense minister, Anita Anon, used a trip to Ukraine to announce Canada sending 200 armored vehicles to help their country's defense against the Russian troops, which is great. Ottawa is buying the vehicles from a Mississauga company at a cost of $90 million each. Mm. And then later on, the foreign affairs minister, Melanie Jolie, told reporters in Ottawa that they have every interest in sending modern battle tanks to Ukraine. And, of course, we just announced last week that we're sending this very advanced missile defense system that we're going to buy from the Americans to send over to Ukraine. Now, one of the things that we've had a lot of stories about over the years is how underfunded our own military is. And all I'm wondering from this is, and and I understand the need to help out the people in Ukraine, have we specified that this is a loan? Have we told them, hey, we're going to send you 200 armored trucks to use? Then you come. Then, then when you're done with it, we like you, them back. You, you, you bring them back. Yeah, cool. And you know what? We'll I'm even sure come pick did. them up. I no. mean, I, I, I say I'm sure they did, but I don't know. I don't know that they did, Cat, because all these stories I'm reading seem to imply that we're giving them this. I haven't seen the word loan used once, and I'd like to think that if we're going to spend what was it, ninety million U.S. dollars buying two hundred armored carri- armored personnel carriers. It's on a loan basis. And you know what? If one of them gets fucked up or, or it gets blown up or whatever, fine. You Total possibility. You don't owe us. You, that one's a write-off. But anything you don't use that's gently used, we'd kind of like that back. Yeah. Is that a fair ask? Can yeah. you? Can we do that? Or are we going to look like uh, well, bad international citizens if we say it's a loan? Maybe. I mean, this is also a, a, a just another uh, something for an ally. You know what I mean? And we do that. And I think it shows good faith. And I think the, all those things are important. I don't suspect that Ukraine is going to like turn around and be like, well, they're ours now, even if you want them back. Maybe once everything's done. And I hope everything gets settled peacefully. But who knows? I don't know. It's been almost a year it's now. It's been a while. Yeah. I, I, I'm i assuming that, it, I mean, it's nice to have allies. I think it's always good. Make friends, not foes. And if this is one way that we can make sure that we do that, by all means, oh, okay, it is a lot of money. Maybe we'll see it back. Maybe we'll get something different in return. Like whatever they cheap bread. Yeah, <laughs> that'd be nice. What else do they have there? A Ukrainian, some great Ukrainian foods. Yeah, that'd be great. Sure, fine, we'll take that. I just think that we we did have to invest this into our own military, and and we're not doing that at the moment. And I understand why, because we're trying to help out our friends in Ukraine. I'd just like to think that. If you don't use it, could could we have it back? It's kind of like if I loan you my car and you just keep it. No, I loaned you the car because you needed the car. 
I didn't give you the car to drive here, there, or everywhere. Mm-hmm. It's a loan. Give it back. I assume they have something in place. Again, I'm just assuming. I wouldn't know how that works. Wouldn't at that all. be amazing if it, it hadn't even crossed their mind? I mean, the people that we have running the show right now are, uh, I'll quote a columnist with the National Post, cartoonishly incompetent. It wouldn't surprise me at all if we did no paperwork. We just said, what do you need? 200 tanks? Sure, they're on their way. With no strings attached or no misunderstanding coming down the line that, well, we loaned them to you. We would like them back when you're done with them. Yeah, I don't know. Did you get my uh, ringtone set up? Yeah, yeah. You want to hear it? You want to hear it? Yeah, we're at time, so I'm going to wrap this up and put a bow on it. I'm going to give you a call. Okay, give me a call. Hang on. Mm -hmm. Why is face recognition so slow when I need it to work fast? Okay, here we go. What's up? <laughs> yeah, good money. <laughs> my favorite. My favorite. Because I know when you call me, it's usually something to do with a new deal we have. <laughs> <laughs> Speaking of which, we have got a big announcement on Tuesday. Don't forget. <laughs> have a good one, everybody. A new study found that the COVID vaccine could make Botox less effective. (laughs) People who get Botox are upset, and the worst part is you can actually see that they're upset. A boy in Maine recently broke a Guinness World Record by building a nearly 12,000-piece Lego set in just over nine hours, much to the chagrin of his parents. That was supposed to take you all year. (laughs) Yeah, in the past two years, more than 300,000 accountants have quit It's always comforting when the person who knows all of your financial information ghosts you. (laughs) The world's oldest known person, a French nun, has reportedly died at the age of 118. And I gotta say, I'd feel pretty bad if I was the one who bought her that skateboard. The After 9 Podcast is powered by Tony Johal. Broker at REMAX Twin City. Your home sold, guaranteed, or he'll buy it.